Hello, folks. So Scott and I are back this week with another great topic. So this week, I wanted to talk to folks about how to choose the best dog for your family, um, which I think is really important because a lot of times, even myself, before I became a dog trainer, you get caught up in choosing like the cutest dog or whatever you're looking for in a dog. Um, ideally, there's a few other things you want to look for besides the cuteness. And so there's certain questions that I want to go through that you should ask yourself um, to figure out what dogs are perfect fit for your family. Um, so I know you have Archie and he's a sheep with doodle. Yeah. Before I even get yeah. started, what, what did you look for when you was looking for a dog? Or did you look for anything? Uh, we look for a few things. So our, we more specific to our situation. So I was with my wife and we knew that eventually we we're going to start a family. So we bounced around a group from a couple breeds. So we looked at different breeds that were good with kids. And then we looked, so we were looking at to look at like a, a chocolate lab. And then mm -hmm. we were thinking, okay, well, what happens if the child is like allergic? So, so then we start to look at hypoallergenic dogs. Exactly. And so, and then Archie is a sheepadoodle. So he's an English sheepdog mixed with a poodle. Both uh, dog breeds are hair and not fur. Yeah. So they're both hypo. Uh, and so that made sense. And then just the, the sheepadoodle temperament, because we sort of researched a bit, was it really mm -hmm. good with animal, was really good with family, really good with pet, with kids and yep. um gets really good temperament playful yeah and we knew, actually ended up getting to know what we had my wife had a cohort that had a sheep doodle and like really good feedback and mm -hmm. so um we were able to locate a good breeder and then we ended up going that route but uh yeah. we did a lot of research i would say we started yeah i was gonna say it sounds like you did a lot of research because everything you just said is like okay let's wrap up the slide it's done but um <laughs> no, no, you actually did all the right things to search in for a right dog right. um and so everything you just discussed i want to go through and you know have you know the viewers and if you're going to get a dog ask themselves the same questions um yeah. it sounds like you did it and so how was archie was he everything you expected when he was doing the research uh, I would say he was like 90%. The one thing we had, Sharon, my wife's coworker had a sheep to doodle. He loved to chase the ball. And he, the yep. coworker said, oh, he'll, I'll just throw the ball. He'll chase the ball. Like for days, I'll just watch the hockey camp. I keep throwing a tennis ball. Our team will not chase anything. He will not chase a, a ball. The only thing yep. he wants to chase is people and dogs. And the only people mm -hmm. when he, or no, he wants people to chase him when he's got something valuable. And then yep. he wants other dogs to chase him. And once in a while, they'll like chase other dogs. And, and, but he's like, like I'm not part. chasing anything. I'm not chasing. He's not chasing yeah. a ball. Is he? Yeah. And, and, yeah. and this is a whole separate live, but to talk a little bit about that uh, shortly. Um, dogs don't automatically know how to play fetch or know how to chase yeah. and retrieve and stuff. So we actually have to teach them that. If your dog does do that, it's great. But honestly, it's something we have to teach them. So give Archie a little yeah. break. Let's just say he was like, yeah, we're cool. <laughs> <laughs> you All was right, good otherwise, so no complaints. So yeah, yeah. definitely. And so jumping into the questions you want to ask yourself. So one question you should ask yourself um, before you get a um, family dog is uh, what size is right for your family dog? Yeah. So when you want to think about dogs, they're small dogs, obviously. Oh, that's my dog itching his ear. Um, large dogs or something in between. Um, size does matter um, because if you live in an apartment, obviously, um, you know, small dogs and that's and you know, even though you want a medium dog, they may take up a lot of space. So you want to take that into consideration. Um, if you have if you're um, searching for a dog, your living arrangements, uh, whether that's a house, um, I guess not in the living arrangements, the spacing, the spacing, because you can have a house that's small 
and it may not be appropriate for the dog. So just thinking about the spacing um, and where you live in the um, sizing of the dog as well. Um, just because it's a medium dog and it may be low tempered, it still may take up a lot of space. So um, yeah. thinking about the size. Yeah, they want to do the work too, right? So if you're in a small, like we're in a 700 square foot condo, I mean, an 80 pound dog, but we take him out for like, he's outside at least four or five times a day. Exactly. So like, you, you have to know you have to do the work if you're going to get a bigger exactly. dog in the smallest. Exactly. Yep. And so just know if you do have your dog um, in an apartment and say it's like a Bernadoodle, which is a big kind of mountain dog, then you're probably yeah. going to have to just know that you're going to have to put in extra work to do exercise, whatever it is for that breed. I'm not saying yeah. you can't have the dog that's not like Scott said, just making sure you're able to put in the work. Um, speaking of, you know, health and everything, the next thing you want to ask yourself is, um, is a dog you're getting prone to medical conditions, um, which is going to um, drive up costs in the future. Um, some breeds, um, yeah, they may have, like I say, amazing personalities, but at the same time, um, just, you know, I remember getting my lab, a quick story, I remember getting my lab before I became a dog trainer, and the vet telling me, like, oh, you know, they're prone for, like, hip or leg stuff, you know, we should do the surgery now, and I'm like, wait a minute, I thought labs wow. like the best dogs. I had no clue about it. And so those are things you want to look at before getting a dog and seeing what they're prone for. It doesn't mean that your dog will necessarily get it, but you just want to keep that in mind when searching for a dog. And as I always tell my clients, I tell folks, like, please get health insurance. And that way, um, that's one way you can alleviate, okay, well, I'm not going to worry. Well, health issues you want to worry about too, because just thinking about my senior dog, even though we have health insurance on her and I'm telling folks to get health insurance, you still want to be mindful of the medical conditions. My senior dog, she's 60 pounds. She's a boxer. Never in my life, I don't know why I didn't think of this, like when she gets sick, she got surgery and I had to lift her. So you want to be oh, wow. mindful of the size in that yeah. aspect too. Your dog's going to age. They're going to become old. Can you lift them when, you know, if you're in a home or apartment walking up the stairs? So take that in consideration when you're thinking about medical uh, conditions as well. Um, also, what you was talking about too, the temperament. Um, also, you know, most of us want the friendly dogs and everything like that, but not all dogs have outgoing personalities. Um, just like my boxer, for instance, um, she's very matter of fact, like, you know, I'm not playing, you know, just give me my stuff, leave me alone and stuff like that. But my lab mix, he's like a big football and fun. So you want to make sure that you um, look at your dog, um, look at the temperament of the dog that you're choosing and making sure um, that's right for your, um, suitable for your family. Yeah. Um, another question to ask yourself is what is your family like? Um, like they say, it's a bit like shopping for a new car. You want to, do you want the expensive flashy model or do you want um, what the reality of your life is? You know, you know, we all might want that nice looking, you know, French uh, bulldog or whatever, but is that realistic for your life? You need something like a lab or that's more, you know, a family oriented, fun and lovable. So you want to take that in consideration um, when you're thinking about uh, choosing your family dog. And that's a hard one too, even for myself, like, Reality is, you go without these dogs, and you're like, I want that when it's cute. I want that when it's cute. <laughs> yeah. And you, know, you do take that, honestly, you do take that into consideration. Like, you know, this probably isn't going to be best for my family, or it is going to be best for my family. But every day is this so freaking cute, Scott. It's so cute. I'm thinking of a birthday experience. I'm like, it's so hard. It's so hard. It <laughs> is. And so, you, you know, just. You know, just push forward, keep strong when you're choosing a family dog. That's all I have to say. Look past yeah. the because honestly, in a long run, you'll be thankful that you did that. And um, one of the things you would ask yourself is about the activity levels of the dog that you're choosing. Um, so that's you know, a big one. Yeah. A green half, 
and you don't run three miles, not going to be a good <laughs> yes. fit. Greyhound likes to run. So you want to make yeah. sure that the dog meets your activity level. Me, I'm a semi-couch potato, so I'm not going to choose a dog. That's going to need a lot of exercise, you know? So if you enjoy spending time on a couch, you may want to um, choose something like a toy poodle or a toy dog that's a little bit smaller. Maybe they could sit on your lap and things as such. Um, but if you're active, you want to make sure, or if you're interested, you know, if you're a runner, make sure that you're choosing a dog that um, can run with you if that's your goal. Um, cause a lot of times I'll have clients say, you know, oh, I want my dog to run with me. I'm like, whoa. It's kind of like a toy, you know, whatever. It, I don't yeah. think it's going to work for your, you know. <laughs> There's a bill for that, yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe a shorter run, but not that. Um, yeah. A big one, because I am, I do work with a lot of families, is asking yourself, um, if you have kids, um, are you starting family? Uh, starting a family in the next few years? Um, exactly. Making sure that you have a good family dog. And just like you said, you did so good. Like, even taking it further, like, I don't know if my kid's going to be hypoallergenic. Like, yeah. let's... It's honestly, Scott, that's a good one. Like, honestly, even my, we're not perfect. Even myself, I'm like, wow, that's a good one, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't know what allergies your kid's going to have. Right. And ideally, most of the clients that call me, they're like, you know, I'm having a baby in a few months or in a few weeks. I want to make sure that the puppy's not nipping or biting. But I haven't yeah. heard too much like, you know, my kid may be hypoallergenic. You know, and you never know, and you want these. You want to be able to keep your dog. Exactly. You, know, and, you don't want to get that one on to my list of things to talk about yeah. too. That's actually a really good one that I didn't really even consider. Um, also, if you're having a um, so when you're choosing a dog for your family again, um, if you're gonna have kids, you want to think about you know the size of the dog and stuff like that. And we'll get into the sizes a little bit more in depth into the sizes a little bit later. Yeah. Um, and you just want to make sure off. Start getting dogs some type of socialization training, um, so they're well mannered and obedience training. If you're going to get a dog, especially if you're going to have them around kids, you want to make sure um, that you know you can handle the dog and the kids at the same time. They're both challenging, especially if you're going to get a puppy. Um, so you just want to make sure again, um, making sure they're a good family dog for kids. Um, and also, yeah. do you have other pets? That's also a big one. Um, most dogs do um, do well with other dogs if they're, you know, trained and stuff like that. Even if they're not trained, some dogs do do well. Um, even if your animal's friendly, they do need to be properly introduced when coming into the home. So I just took in a foster recently, and yeah. I have two dogs, the lab mix and the boxer mix. And one of them is, I'll tell you a quick story. So one my lab mix, he's a little sketchy with people, so I have to do a proper yeah. introduction machine, you know, just kind of slow you know, neutral ground. Yeah, walk. take your time, yeah. And then, yeah. I, yeah, and then I have my senior who she just doesn't care, and I never thought she was going to be the issue, but then when the foster came in, my senior dog went crazy. She went crazy. Wow. She wasn't having it. She didn't like it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I thought it was going to be yeah. the other dog, not her. <laughs> so with that being said, even if you think, if you have multiple dogs, and you think it may not be the one that's going to be the dog giving you the problems with the introduction, make sure you introduce all the dogs to the other pets um, in sure. advance. So having a proper meet and greet, you know, whether you're with a breeder or getting it from a rescue and making sure that, um, you know, it's calm and it's like a proper introduction and that they all kind of get along and no one's being harmed. Because that would aid for someone to, you know, purchase a dog or um, adopt a dog and they have to return it because they just not, they're just not getting along. And another thing about that, it goes down to, you know, when people start the process of getting a dog, you get so excited. And a lot of times we'll look past those red flags. So if yeah. even if you you know have a meet and greet and you're like, I don't know, it may not go so well, but I'm gonna take the dog, you know, it's okay, like, you know, to tell them like, you know, can we do a trial basis? And you know, 
take the dog for a week and see how it goes. You don't just absolutely have to, you know, take the dog on the spot. Let them know that you do have some concerns because ultimately you yeah. do want to have a pet that gets along with others. You don't want to have your whole home stressed out by trying to manage dogs and stuff like that. And by the way, that situation took three days to kind of get them kind of to get along. I can imagine. Yeah. Essentially managed them, kept them on opposite sides and did full introductions in the house, but stuff like that will um, help. Also, for as location, going back to like living in uh, the size of like where you live, if you're thinking yeah. about location, thinking about do you rent, do you own, yes. um, are you moving within the next few years? Do you plan on moving? Not all places, if you're renting, will allow you to take dogs. So you want to make sure That's that true. if you get a dog and you plan on moving in, you just want to make sure, because I've seen clients run into this, they'll call me and be like, hey, I got this dog, um, and I'm finding a hard place to even go with the dog, um, especially if you have one of those breeds, like the bully breeds, where those are, are most, yes. most of them are on a restricted list um, because they just are not all bully breeds are, as they say, you know, aggressive and stuff with, with proper training, they're fine. But at the same time, it's just what it is, they are on your list. So you want to take that into consideration when looking for a dog, if you're getting like a pit bull or um, a Rottweiler, things like that, you may not find housing or maybe 10 times harder because they're just, yeah. uh, and I, I tell my clients this, you know, do not blame the landlords because it is law. It's what, what they're um, supposed to do is not that it's their um, rule or anything. It's just the law, you know, in your state. So check your state, ask your landlord and stuff like that. But just being aware yeah. of when you're going to move, if you're going to move. Um, also, um, if you own a house, if you have a small yard or a big yard, and again, thinking about the type of dog you choose, the activity level, so you want to think about those things. Um, another big one, and I, I, I talk to my clients about this too, is how much free time will you have to pay attention to your dog, you know? That's a big one. Lifestyle, yep. right? That's a massive a one. Yeah. Yep. Um, so dogs need stimulation, and that's where, you know, if, they, if they're under-stimulated, that's where you get into them destroying things in a home, um, yeah. even to the extent of where they're barking at other dogs if they're not properly socialized. So you want to think about your realistic, I call it the rea your real schedule, not what you think in your head you can do. Yeah. You all can get caught up, like, I'll take my dog for a walk two times a day for 30 minutes, and if, if you can't, if you're not even walking yourself, let's get there first, then, like myself, I don't walk that much, but, yeah. I, so I'm not going to get a dog that needs that much exercise. So, just think about that, you know, realistically, with your kids' schedule, if you have kids, your work schedule, your home life, how much extra exercise can you commit to the dog and um, think about a dog-related breed um, that yeah. would make sense for you and your dog, uh, you, you and your kids. if you're like, and if you don't have a family, are you liking to go out in the evenings? Are you a mm -hmm. traveler? Like, if you're someone who, say, like, may go, like, for weekend trips and that sort of thing, are yeah. you bringing the dog? Are you, you know, are, are you ready yet type of thing, right? Or... I see, okay. I've, met, I've talked to a lot of people who they tell me about their lifestyle and they're just like going out still and, you know, sleeping mm -hmm. over wherever and um, friends places and that sort of thing, or they're traveling a lot because, you know, that's yep. their lifestyle. What are you going to do with the dog if you have it, right? So. Exactly. And going back to when we was you was talking about um, activity level and how, you know, even though, you know, the size of the dog may not be appropriate for the um, apartment or wherever you live, if you're going to put in the work, that's yeah. fine. It's the same thing when you're talking about your lifestyle. If you know that you travel a lot or if you're not going to be able to, you know, commit to the dog for us walking them, you, you know, be sure you're going to be able to hire a dog walker, dog sitter, yeah. doggy daycare, stuff like that. Um, things to augment um, in place of activity levels and stuff like that. So again, we're not saying that you can't get a dog that's not 
you know, appropriate for your location and stuff like that, but you're going to have to put in the extra work. And yeah. I always caution this too, because you still want the dog to feel like, um, you know, you're not, they're part of the family. You're not like pushing them off on other people. So as long as yeah. it's like a happy balance and mix, I think it's okay for that to happen. Right. Um, far as going into the um, type, the size of the dogs um, and how they are, I'm going to talk a little bit about that, the small dogs, um, medium dogs, and the large dogs. So the small dogs, um, obviously, they're easier to take on the go. Um, they don't require extra watch crate to take in a vehicle. And, you know, yep. you can carry them. They're, they're so cute, too. Um, and also, the small dogs are like Whippet, um, Papillions, Bichon Trees, Maltese Terriers. Um, you see, you know, a small dog when you see them. So those dogs are ideal, like toy dogs. You carry them around like a toy. Um, <laughs> miniature Poodles are also good family dogs as well. Um, they're, they're silly. They goof around. They're affectionate and lovable. They are so lovable. They, I work with a lot of poodles, and they are. So those nice. are actually yeah. good family dogs that are um, small, the miniature ones. Um, Medium-sized dogs, um, it's kind of the best of both worlds because they're in between. Um, and also, with the medium-sized dogs, it's not a real potential risk of being around children. Um, with yeah. the larger dogs, you risk them knocking them over. With the smaller dogs, that actually the children actually are really kind of the you know, situation there, we're kind of thinking they're toying and stuff. So the medium-sized dogs, those are a happy compromise. So like a good family dog, like Border Collies, Cocker Spaniels, Boxers, like the one I have, which is a medium size. And they're really sturdy too. So not saying that you're going to use them like as a kid wrestling bag or anything like that, but um, <laughs> they're pretty good. Um, yes. The Beagle, awesome family dog um, for a medium-sized dog. Um, they have the number one reputation for kids in America. Um, with right. dogs, they're really good dog, um, kids and playful, and they love sniffing. And the good thing about that, okay. some people drive some crazy, but, you know, thinking of the bright side of things, it, sniffing is very exhausting for dogs, so it does tire okay. them out. So that's actually really good. Um, for larger dogs, um, people love big dogs. I love big dogs, too, um, and they're great um, dogs for family, like the Lab Retrievers, um, Standard Poodles. Newfoundland dogs, um, lab retrievers are good family dogs, um, and um, golden retrievers. Those are excellent yeah. family dogs, and those are the dogs that um, ideally we train for service dogs because of their temperament, and they're very good. So when people you know, call me like, hey, I'm thinking about getting a dog, you know, what should I get? I always recommend the golden um, just because they're affectionate, they're playful, and they're good with yeah. adults and children. Um they do re require a lot of grooming, but again, if you're willing to put in a word, <laughs> yeah. um, it, it is, you know what? I would say that I don't think anyone is going to get a dog that's going to be 100% what they want, uh, whether you get yeah. them and their behavior is not everything you expected or what you read. You know, if you get them, they're like, oh, they're house trained, potty trained, you get them, they're not, you know? So I don't think anyone's going to get 100%, but you can get, you know, close to it. Um, and you get an idea with the breed, right? And then you, they have, they're going to have their own personality, their own quirks and that sort of thing. And that's what makes them unique. That's kind of what you, you want, right? But it's like, yeah. yep. as long as you know the outline for the breed, mm -hmm. then you have a good idea, right? So, yeah. And, you know, I, I tell folks too, I don't think, you know, they know, well, may, maybe I should speak for myself. You know, people call me um, for training or in general, I'll have, I have some folks that will call me and ask, you know, hey, I'm trying to choose a dog. And choose a dog you know what's the best you know how do i go about that so you can always yeah. call like your local trainer or you, you know i'm virtual too so i'm available throughout the united states but you can also you know send me a message at down for pause you know and you know i could discuss with you choosing the 
perfect dog for your family. You know, good old Google's always good as well. But if you really do want to sit down with someone, you know, I I always love when people call me like, hey, I'm thinking about getting a dog. You know, can you, you know, I want training and such, but he helped me get the dog stay on for training. That's like my ideal um, person. And that's like the ideal situation, getting a dog and starting from the beginning and staying with the family to the end. I love that. Um, Training is always wonderful. But back to, you know, choosing a dog breeds. I just, you know, want you guys, you know, hopefully you guys getting some tips from this live and stuff yeah. and choosing your dog breeds. And um, yeah, Scott, do you have any wonderful tips for folks? I would say like everything you talked about. Um, yeah. Also, I would definitely vet the breeder, uh, look into the breeders and make sure that oh, you know, once, once you get down to that level, you want to yeah. look at their website, you want to look at making yes. sure they're not a puppy mill. Um, and like good, if they're letting you visit the puppies before you actually take them home or before you mm-hmm. choose in our situation, yeah, tell them about they basically, situation. so our situation, we found a breeder about four hours away, um, really good reputation. Everything was really good. So we got to visit, uh, two times before we actually picked, uh, picked them up or picked them up. And the first time was when we chose, so we got to chose, choose two. We told our breeder, like what our situation was, where, uh, young professionals were probably going to start a family soon. And so then we gave them her that information, the breeder. And so she, they do, they did sensory tests. And so they could tell like what the personality was of that litter of the different pups. And so we gave her top two after meeting them. Um, and coincidentally, the cutest one out of the pictures uh-huh. is the one that we thought we wanted. And then uh-huh. when we went to the visit at, I think it was the four week mark, Yep. that dog, we played with a little bit and Archie actually came over to us quite, quite a lot. And we, we knew just for whatever reason, personal preference, especially for my wife, she had done her yeah. research. She wanted one of the males. She wanted a larger dog. Um, so this was our compromise because Archie yeah. was only supposed to be like 60, 65 pounds. Um, and so Archie ended up picking us at the time. His name was Midnight, came over, picked us, played with us quite a bit. And so then when we sub- submitted our top two is the other one that we had thought we wanted. Yeah. And then it was Archie. And yeah. we were like, well, I hope we actually get our genius. Oh, yeah. like, we took the photos back and everything. And we're like, uh, we want initially wanted this one, but actually now we hope we get this one. And we ended up getting him. And he came over to us a lot and he sort of we found him and he sort of looked at us and he hung out with us and then he went and fell asleep. And so it was just like yeah. uh, mm-hmm. one of those things where um it worked out. It, it worked out and it was just like again, when you do your research, you you do the legwork. As as with most things with training with dogs. Starting from the beginning, if you put in that a little bit of extra work, it rewards you in the long term. Yeah. And, and was the breeder around when you guys were playing with the dog too when Archie came over? Yes. So the breeder, what they did was they put us in a room and then they yeah. released all the puppies and then the mother was still there. So the mother hung out and then the breeder was there, is in their facility. And so then they just, all the puppies wandered around. You could play with all of them. And um, we mostly just sat in a circle, let them come to us and stuff. And he just kept on coming back. Yeah. And I probably had a lot to do with why she chose it because Archie came to you guys and the connection and stuff yeah. like that. And yeah. with that being said, um, Scott, it brings up a good point. Keep an open mind. Um, when you yeah. go get your dog, if you're going to choose your dog, if you may not come home with the one you want, you may not end up yeah. selecting another one that's better for your family or whatever it may be. So, you know, to wrap this up. Keep an open mind about the whole process. You know, when you're sure. researching and stuff, or you're talking to people, you know, keep an open mind. Um, oh, yeah. So with that being said, we'll wrap this up. I hope you guys yeah. gained a lot of helpful tips to choosing the right family dog for your family. And we will catch you guys next week for another amazing live. Bye. Sounds good. See you, everyone. <laughs>